0: Hey, everybody, welcome back. This is GRE Bites. I'm Davis, an educator with over 10 years of experience. And I'm Orion, the founder of Stellar GRE. We're here to bring you your weekly bite-sized episode on GRE prep and grad school admissions. Check out our top-rated GRE self-study program at StellarGRE.com and use the code BITES for 10% off any and all memberships. So with the GRE changing... Uh, there are these options called GRE subject tests, and those have also changed, and now there's significantly fewer, namely math, physics, and psychology. Orion, I'd love to get your feedback on GRE subject tests in general and on these new ones when it's appropriate to to focus on these or use these as an option.
1: Sure. So uh, first of all, let's talk about what they are. A lot of people don't even know that there are subject tests for the GRE and as you mentioned, there used to be a lot more of them. I remember there was some on English literature, chemistry, economics, and apparently they don't exist anymore. I don't remember when they got rid of those things. I don't think it has to do with the, the recent changes. I don't think that they got rid of them just a few weeks ago, though they did change certain aspects of their administration a few weeks ago in lockstep with the changes to the general test. Um, so as you mentioned, there are three subject tests that are currently offered by ETS. They are mathematics, physics, and psychology. So these tests are really only applicable to folks who are applying for grad graduate school programs in those fields. If you're not applying in those fields, this this podcast episode isn't for you. Just wait till next week, right? Um, so why bother taking these tests? Because now you're studying for um, two high stakes standardized test. What's the issue? First of all, the subject tests and the general test are very different from each other. The general test is an achieve, uh, is an aptitude test. It measures your general competence in a future achievement context. The subject tests are achievement tests. They are actually testing your knowledge base in these three fields. So like in the mathematics test, you're going to be asked calculus questions that you have to solve in the psychology subject test, which I took many years ago you're gonna be asked questions about like the history and theory of psychology. There is a right or wrong answer and it's usually based on um, factual evidence, okay? Uh, the tests used to be paper-based tests and so were only administered a few times a year in certain major metro areas, so that was annoying. Um, apparently, starting last month, the GRE subject tests are administered in a computer-delivered format, And they're actually a little bit shorter than they used to. So they've cut the subject test just like they've cut the general tests and they're now available on computers at regular testing centers. So they're more accessible to students who are interested in doing so. They are multiple choice tests. They do have a guessing penalty, which means that if you answer a question incorrectly, you lose, I think a quarter of a point. So the strategy around answering questions is a little bit different on subject tests than on general tests where there is no guessing penalty and therefore there's no reason to ever leave a question blank. There is a reason to leave questions blank on the subject tests. Um, so far so good. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Thank you. And um, so if you're going to be going into a field and you want to, not only, you know, to get into a graduate institute, and you need to have that aptitude test as part of your application process. They also require sometimes, or is it mostly uh, voluntary, to take the subject
1: test? I think it's pretty rare for grad programs to require a subject test. I bet that they exist, but far more often, it's more encouraged. It can definitely improve the strength of your application if you're applying to a program in one of these three fields if you can get a very high score on one of these subject tests. It demonstrates a degree of competence that will differentiate you from your competition, okay? Now, that's one reason. It makes your application stronger if you can achieve a good score on one of these tests. But another real practical reason is that it can potentially get you out of a number of prerequisite classes. That's why I took the psychology URE back in the day. When I first considered going back to grad school for psychology and was doing my research, it looked like I would have to go back to school to go back to school. Like because I didn't have a bachelor's in psychology, some programs had like seven prerequisite classes in all kinds of different things. I would have to go to a community college or get a associate's degree and probably spend a year, maybe more, just ticking off the prerequisites before I could even apply to go to grad school, which is itself a a five-year experience to get the doctorate. And that did not seem like a good idea to me. To go back to school, to go back to school, I was like nuts to that. Fortunately my type choice program and several others had in their little fine print this waiver um, that said that students could get out of those prereqs if they weren't part of their undergraduate curricula, if they could score at a certain level or above on the psychology GRE subject test. And I looked into it and it it was a pretty decent score, but it wasn't like a top percentile score either. And that was far more cost and time effective. Like I spent two months, I got some specialized materials. I hit the books. I learned all of these random facts about psychology and the history of the field. It took me two months instead of two years. I spent a couple hundred bucks on the test and the prep materials. Too, and I was able to get out of seven prereqs, save me thousands of dollars, and even more importantly, a year or two of work so I could move on with my career aspirations more quickly. So that, in my opinion, is the best reason to take a GRE subject test is to get out of prereqs so that you can move forward with the application process faster. But it can also help to distinguish you from your competition if you're applying in one of these three fields, which often have a great deal of competition.
0: Thank you, uh, Orion, for sharing from your personal experience and also uh, yeah, just demonstrating the different effect of taking the GRE a general test versus a, a subject test. It's a very different purpose, very different outcome. Uh, so I appreciate that. Um, Thank you everybody else for tuning in. We'll be back next week for another bite-sized episode of GRE Bites. If you have a topic you'd like to discuss on a future episode or want to drill more into any other episode that we've had and there was questions you had, please let us know at StellarGRE at gmail.com. And if you're ready to take your GRE prep to the next level, check out our top rated GRE self-study program at StellarGRE.com and use the code BITES for 10% off all memberships. Thank you everybody. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.